Here's just a little bit of perspective that was so yesterday. In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll discuss the importance of giving your perspective a second chance, why past stumbling blocks deserve no space in your process today, the value of limiting outside voices, and so much more when this grind becomes so official right now. family. Happy Friday and welcome to The Grind to Find. Tara and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset coach and professional ghostwriter, helping authors take their manuscripts from pause to publish. Topics on the show identify internal disconnects, simplify misaligned mindset moments, and capture clarity so a blueprint can be created that will take authors from intro to conclusion for a smooth writing process. You know, Today is a wee bit different than what I've been doing at the top of season three. And that's because I'm taking a pause from the cause. We're talking about aspects of writing specifically. I want to talk about second chances. And I think that's so very important because sometimes all it takes is a second chance for you to get your second wind and win. I think there's too many times when we'll get to going on an idea and we'll have a way in which we want to execute that thing. We may even be able to see further out. We're starting at the first dot or the first rung, I'll say, (laughs) on the ladder. And we're trying to make it up to the 35th rung, let's say. You know, so you may be able to see that 35 is where you want to end up at, but it's everything in between sometime. The challenges that can come, the resets that we may have to do, some reacclimation that may have to go on. Sometimes those things that muddle the middle can kind of trip us up just a bit. But what if, pray tell, what if, what if, what if, what if you decided to take a moment to unplug and not at all be fearful of a reset, maybe even scrapping what you were doing and the vision that you had beforehand and reinventing what you might want that to look like from what you've learned and where you are on this particular rung. Maybe you started off on the first rung and you made it to about 17 and now you're like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold fast. We'll be doing, we'll be doing, how's this going? (laughs) Sometimes that happens, but I think that Uh, When it comes to trying to clear out a space in our minds to unravel that ball of yarn that can sometimes form in our head with all of these different thoughts and all of the different processes, all of the different I's we need to dot and T's that we need to cross, sometimes we can get so caught up into those things that we find ourselves stuck married to what we envisioned originally, not understanding that sometimes that unplug, reset, and maybe even scrapping and starting all over is a part of the process. I want to talk about some of the benefits for embracing what a second chance could look like. Also, as I mentioned in the intro, the stumbling blocks. What about those? I want to talk about that because spending a lot of time reflecting upon stumbling blocks and giving them food, feeding them. I think of stumbling blocks, they can uh, be likened to viruses. 
viruses need a host and they have to be fed, right? <laughs> you know, um, sometimes we may feed things, give things life that are actually sucking the life out of what it is that we want to do. And a lot of times it really could impact the way that we see ourselves and even our capability for the process that we want to do. I want to talk a little bit about that. And then finally, the value of limiting outside voices, people. I think that when it comes to a project like writing a book or putting any type of content together, it's natural for us to want to connect to people to get feedback or maybe uh, we might be able to get support to broaden our perspective. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that there has to be a foundation from which you're doing that from. You have to have some level of uh, certainty in what it is that you want to do and belief in yourself and in the vision that God has given you. Most people are not gonna see it because it's not their vision. You know, and so if you're allowing outside voices in without a set foundation uh, beforehand, that could lead to a little bit of trouble. So I want to explore that in this episode as well. If you're coming back to join me, thank you so much for coming back. Welcome, welcome. If you're new here, uh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I hope that you enjoy your time with me on the grind to find today but you know what i'm not gonna waste any more time chitter chattering about what's going on why don't we go ahead and just glide right into the conversation today around so i was chances. having a conversation with a really creative brother we were talking about some some different things he had a, a project that he did some time ago he had a podcast many years ago i got the opportunity to listen to some of the episodes his voice, his presence, the atmosphere, everything was absolutely amazing. Loved it. And I couldn't believe that this was like 13 years ago from what he said, because of um, what he was talking about was so timely and relevant now. A lot of it had to do with the human condition with some things, but it was very organic and it, it was it was super, super dope. And so he was, he's thinking about currently getting back into the realm of podcasting. And I'm like, yes, yeah, make it happen. You know, I'm all excited and I'm thinking, what direction is he going in? Is it gonna be the same thing? And so, you know, the more we got to talking about this, he was like, you know, yeah, you know, I, actually, I don't know, it's something about our connection that is some, some of the things that I had said that made him feel like, okay, I'm really ready to make this happen. And so I'm like, yes, all right. So let me know how you're gonna do it. I wanna follow you. I wanna see what's going on with you. And he spent all of this time after he said, yeah, you know, he's ready to go. He still has equipment from back in the day. You know, some of it's dated, so he had to update some things. But anyway, <laughs> he did all of this talking about all of these elements of getting back into podcasting that really had nothing to do with him pulling the trigger and doing it but then there was like I felt like this apprehension coming from him and I didn't understand it because I'm like he is so talented and what he did before was so dope he was you know really into it before podcasting was a thing like how it is now and so I, I said to him I said I'm feeling like there's apprehension with this and I'm not understanding why you know can you what's up with that 
And so he danced around, you know, well, it's not that, and, and but really it was. And so I'm, I'm thinking when he kept talking about what his show used to be and him trying to understand clearly what it would be today, and I'm, I'm listening to him and I'm like, a lot of the times, now I know this just from podcasting and it's, it's gonna make, all of this is gonna tie into what I'm talking about when we're getting to uh, talking about authors and what you do in terms of content. I, I promise you it's gonna make sense in a minute, so, so bear with me. But when it comes to any area of creation, I think, we all go into it with an idea of what we think we want to do with it. But even still, there are lots of elements that are unknown. And so this is the space where he seemed to be stuck. Now, it was interesting to me because what he did before, it worked. He was really successful at it. And I'm not saying that he should repeat what he did before. But one of the things that he did before was he showed up with what he believed in. He got going and then he figured out the spaces where he didn't have answers, where there may not have been clarity. Those things kind of came from the doing. He's already experienced this. So it was interesting to me that the exact same thing that he did before, even if that wasn't at the forefront of his mind when he did it, was what he was really struggling with doing now. And there was the comparison from what he did before, which I thought was toxic because I said to him, I said, well, you know, you're not even the same man 13 years later that you were then. So to compare where you are now and what you want to bring to the, the, the table now to what was then, why? Why wouldn't it just be this is a new opportunity, a second chance, if you will, and you take it for what it is, let the chips fall where they may, step forward into what it is that you do know, spend more time on what you do know, instead of focusing on the things that you don't know, and let God fill in the rest. And the reason why I bring God, Yah, into the situation is because y'all know what I talk about and how I do here. I like to have a spiritual context to everything that I talk about because I don't believe that there's anything that we do for believers that isn't led by something bigger than us, led by Yah, if you will. And so with our topic today, second chances, I thought it was important to take a pause because not just with this gentleman that I was speaking to, but with the clients that I work with, I've even had times myself where I have my head down and I have tunnel vision and I'm so focused on a specific aspect of what I'm doing that I get disconnected from the fact that there is a much bigger picture. And part of that picture is comprised of things that I don't know. And sometimes in the doing, the unknowns become known, but we have to trust ourselves enough, trust Yah enough, trust our capability enough, and have confidence in that to sometimes just move. And so that's where the idea for talking about second chances came in today. Because I feel like we're rounding out 2022. You know, it was a, a couple tough years before we made it, I'd say from uh, 2020 on through 2021, and then us getting into 20, eh, yeah, getting into 2022. I think we're, we're rounding out this year. And for many of us, there are lots of things that we've learned 
and we've been forced to learn them because there's a, a, a space where we're all still trying to find footing in some areas of our lives. And for some of the things that we birthed during some of the, the, the challenging times that we had in 2020, 2021, we're actually in those things. Some of us may even be in the middle of them and we're trying to make those things work. My goal in this episode is to hopefully give you a different way to think about what a second chance could be for you. If you find yourself in the middle of something and you're not getting the kind of traction and the movement that you want, if you have gotten traction and movement, but maybe the fruit that you're bearing is not what you expected, you know, if there are some areas in which you're looking to expand and no matter what you do, you're not seeming to make the type of connections and, and have the type of impact that you like, maybe, oh, maybe it's time to take a step back and to consider doing something completely and totally outside of the realm of what you initially thought. You know, second chances can be scary because sometimes it could mean completely and totally revamping what you thought before. It could mean starting all the way over, but is that necessarily a bad thing? Hmm. Is starting over bad? Because I don't think me personally, let me answer that. What I think, I don't think the starting over is a bad thing because if you decide to start over, it's not like you're starting over with absolutely nothing. You're taking into that new experience all of the, the knowledge that you've acquired, connections you've acquired, experiences that you've navigated, uh, all of that information you're bringing with you. So sometimes if you start off with the foundation that's kind of rickety and it's, it's got some, some, some cracks and maybe some things would lay just right, and, you know, if that's where you started from, maybe you didn't realize it, then you get to a space where, you know, now you're at a at a standstill or maybe you were um maybe you were on an incline and now you're at an unintentional decline no matter what the case may be if you get to a space where things are not working then continuing to push in the same way that you were when you started could actually be doing more damage than good and so i want to talk about having a perspective about a second chance and what that could actually look like. Because going into that new space of a second chance, it doesn't have to be anything like when you started. Nothing like it. But here are some points for you to consider if you want to do that. But before I, I, I talk about those points, I want to remind you, if you listen to the previous episode, there was a, a quote that I talked about or, or that I mentioned, and I'm going to mention it again in this one. And it is, things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. That's quote by uh, Bob Sorge. And the reason why I wanted to mention that again is because I think that it's so very important in everything that we do, that we're not only moving, but we're allowing ourselves to be led. If you're a believer, then it's so important that yes, we should do all of the different elements of the work, or you should consider doing all of the different elements of the work that you need to do within your life. And when I say different elements, I'm talking mind, body, spirit. There should be a concerted, intentional effort 
to constantly feed yourself with uh, information. Get as many resources as you can to acquire usable knowledge. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot of information out there, but not all information is going to be information that's right for what we're doing. So taking the time to be selective and intentional about what we choose and immersing ourselves in the information and connecting with sources of information from people who know a whole hell of a lot more than what we do, <laughs> you know? So the mind part is extremely important. When it comes to our bodies, there are a whole lot of us who do a lot of work when it comes to our mind and even in spirit, but then we'll neglect some of the more challenging work that we that we should be doing when it comes, I think we should be doing when it comes to our temples. You know what I'm saying? Our, our temples house these souls. We're, we're, we're lit our bodies for a short amount of time that we're on this planet. And so investing intentionally our time and physical effort um, into tending to our temples, I think is extremely important. And then in order to be led, we'd have to be in a consistent space of um, communication with God. You know, in order for you to hear his voice, you'd have to know him well enough, have that relationship well enough to know when a situation comes up, are you listening to what you're thinking based on how you're feeling? Or are you making movements based on his voice and you being led? I think those things are extremely important. And so that's the reason why I wanted to use this quote again in this episode to add a little bit of context to what I am going to be talking to you about next. So now is your opportunity to birth something completely and totally new when it comes to whatever it is that you're choosing to put on paper to share with the world. This is the opportunity, <laughs> you know, so yeah, no pressure. And really, there isn't, there isn't any pressure. I think that for a lot of people, because um, a lot of prospective authors, creatives, period, let's face it, we're putting our heart out for other people to judge and for other people to see, you know, and that's something that can be challenging for the average person. I remember writing, um, when I wrote my book, feeling the same way, you know, there was, there was what I felt in my chest that I wanted to share. And then there was me really thinking about, wait a minute, like, do you really want to share that? <laughs> you know, but because Within my process, I was being led. I just allowed myself to uh, get over myself and go ahead and birth that project and put that thing forward. For me, I think there's just too much talent. There's so many amazing pieces that just need to be out into the world, and especially now, that folks are sitting on because of them getting stuck in spaces where they feel like they have to stay as opposed to looking at them differently. I love what Maya Angelou said back in the day, and that is, I did then what I knew how to do, but now that I know better, I do better. And that's really and truly what it's all about. And that's why I wanted to talk about this perspective when it comes to giving yourself a second chance to recenter and do whatever is necessary to birth that project, to get that work out there. That, you know, so it, it goes back to whatever it is that you choose to see. It, it's not about taking a step back. It's actually sometimes 
removing items out of the way that are keeping you tripped up so that you can continue to take that step forward. And so that's the reason why resetting our perspective around this particular thing is so very important and it's gonna be so very fruitful. And then I, I think from experience, I have to say, I think that it's such a waste of time to be fearful of what other people would have to say about your experience and your work. And I'm gonna tell you why. You can have the best intentions. You can have a project that is written with clarity that makes it where even Ray Charles could see what you're talking about. See and understand what you're talking about. But spoiler alert, there's always going to be someone out there who sees whatever it is, receives whatever it is that you put out there in a way that you did not intend. That's just life. And the reason being is, you know, we all have different lenses from which we view our lives. I talk about the uh, lens for life. It could have been season one. I can't remember. And I I think I might uh, revisit that conversation again, but in a little bit of a different way. But anyway, um, think of a beautiful mosaic glass with all of the different colors. And each color within that glass can uh, be a representation of an emotion, right? Well, if that glass is all after rain, let's say it's all scuzzed up and it's all dirty and all of that, somebody's looking through that glass. And um, if they're looking through that glass at a situation, their view of what's on the other side is going to be distorted. If any one of those colors are emoting a negative emotion that they're bringing into whatever it is that they're looking at, not only do you have the cracks within the glass, you have the colors of the glass, you have the fact that the glass is dirty, they're going to be seeing something different than what's actually there, as opposed to someone who has a lens for their life that's completely and totally free of any cracks. There's all one solid color that would denote, let's say if it was a blue, a happy emotion you know they're seeing the two people are looking at exactly the same thing but because of the condition of that glass they're seeing something completely and totally different liking your work to that what people receive from what you do is going to be based on the lens that they're looking through if they're looking through a lens of pain then they're probably going to read what you wrote and find some element of pain in it there could be some things that you write that could be triggering to people you know my thing is You can't be responsible for what someone else gets from your work. You can't. You can only put forth what your truth is and stand on that unapologetically. And I don't think that being fearful of what someone else could see, may not see, should see, how they're going to feel about it. I don't think spending a lot of time on that is... uh, time that that's spent wisely you know so I'll just say that from experience I want to move on to talking about um, some stumbling blocks because if you're at a space where you need to give yourself or you should consider giving yourself a second chance when it comes to your work some of the things um, that might stand in the way of that could be some previous stumbling blocks that you've had you know and it's important to understand that stumbling blocks of the past they just don't have any room in your process today and the reason being number one is because that was the past if you're revisiting a space that was challenging 
what would be the reason why? And I would hope that it would be to find what the lesson was from it. It's always going to be more fruitful to pull that lesson in and discard everything else. Now, I will say that is much easier said than done. Always. I get it. But a lot of these things are mindsets that we have to practice. And I think that's where we fall short a lot of times. That That's where the disconnect will come in. If you're privy to a talk or a conversation, maybe a panel discussion or something like that, and you get some wonderful information that you like, yes, this resonates, it fits. This is something that I need to be doing, okay? And then you happen to get back uh, home or wherever you are and then you take that notebook and sling it across the room and get your thing of wine and talk to your girlfriend while you sitting on TikTok seeing what's going on. Okay, that's not helpful. <laughs> but what if we got information that we knew spoke to a space within our being, an area that we're challenged in that we need to work on and actually, first of all, instead of keeping it in a notebook, taking it out and putting it someplace where we could visually see it and practically apply that exercise daily. What if we did that? What if we pulled from challenges in the past, things that stumbled, uh, that that tripped us and, and that were stumbling blocks? What if we pulled from those things, the lessons, and then focused on those lessons, spent as much time focusing on the lessons as we do the event that emotionally hurt us or the person that emotionally hurt us. All of these things typically stand in the way of someone completing a project that means the world to them. The writing actually, the project itself, the blueprint itself, believe it or not, that's the easy part. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I don't want to oversimplify it. It The process in itself, when you're navigating a process of trying to get uh, content out that is an extension of you to serve other people, it presents its challenges just in uh, the fact that you're revisiting different spaces from a completely and totally different perspective. When clients work with me, there's a um, space that's in between them and their experiences. I create that gap so that they can pull themselves out of the personal experience and have an opportunity through the process to receive themselves in the experience because of our interaction in creating their, their blueprint. So when I create that atmosphere and they're able to have that space, then there's a completely and totally different vantage point that they're able to have when they're going through that creative process. Taking all of this into account, then I'm hoping that you're able to see how important it is to allow ourselves to, yeah, if there is a space that you revisit from time to time because it, it wasn't something that was cool for you, that's cool. But if you're revisiting it, then let's be intentional about what the purpose is and what we're meant to pull from that so that what we pull from that can actually, we can take and use it in a way that's going to help to propel what we're doing forward as opposed to suppress our efforts our efforts to move forward. Now I wanna talk a little bit about um, the value of limiting the outside voices, but I just wanna take a quick pause right here. <laughs> Let some of the things that I talked about marinate. 
I'm going to uh, share with you a piece from the Spoken Spotlight. Gonna throw that in there real quick. And then when we come back, I wanna talk about setting a boundary or boundaries. Doesn't have to be one. Maybe you need to set a few for those outside voices and maybe some different things to consider before you decide to share what it is that you're doing. All right, don't move a muscle. Spoken Who knew he would become a thief and steal my ability to know where my heart belonged? His wisdom was like the perfect song composed to detail complexities, melodically making them plain. Even before the lyrics of his song dropped, I knew there was trouble on the horizon. What began as curiosity, intrigue, and guidance soon became an energy of seismic proportions, his every word reverberating through the cells and molecules of my being, sending endorphins racing to the most sensitive parts of me. Until I had no choice but to withdraw. You would think I saw the writing on the wall early on, but how could I? He wanted or asked nothing of me. In fact, I'm certain all he could see was the light of our Heavenly Father in me. So how could this be? that I've fallen in love with him. Love before he and I eventually led to the richest, most decadent cream running down my thighs. As the sting of salt and rich sweat burned my eyes, only to realize a few miscalculations I'd made as I laid there crafting my exit speech. With him, love, it can't be since he's never touched or even entertained anything beyond my God identity. What's even more funny is the sensual ecstasy we exchange while matching wits, leaving every moment as the perfect foundation for others that follow. Each word he shares sits in the pit of my stomach. And after every encounter, I'm left salivating, taking massive swallows to clear a space for parting words. I don't want him in the bed in my bedroom, for the bed he's made and laid me in countless times before is at the center of my mind. Even better than any time a man has taken me from front, back, side, and behind. His love has never lost connection with my eyes, has never explored my thighs, never pricked at my nipples nor pearl. I'm much more to him than what I could be physically in his world. So how do I define and respond to this passion that overrides all logic? I don't want him romantically. Still, I need to know how to process this energy that I cannot contain or disrupt I don't want to corrupt what we have. It's a value far greater than my heart's confusion. I pray this love that is deeper than I've ever dreamed possible proves to be just an illusion. Yes, yes, yes. And that piece you just listened to is called Love the Illusion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, I do a little something from time to time. And listen, just like before, if you spit... You got some poetry you want to send in and uh, let me take a listen to it so I can play it on air. Do that. Shoot me an email, connect at thegrindfind.com. I'd be more than happy to listen to what you got going on and to play it on air. So back to the topic at hand. And that is, you know, a birthing, getting out. What it is that you have within you that you feel like is going to be of service to others. I don't want anything to stand in the way of that. Listen, 2022 is going to be the last time that you are going to stand on the fence with what you have and be all skittish and scary about getting it out. We're not doing that anymore. No, we're not. And so that's why I felt like it was important to talk about second chances today. But in the mix, when we're talking about second chances and we're also, we so we discussed 
perspective when it comes to a second chance and also the stumbling blocks. But it's so very important to make sure that we are limiting any and everything externally that can stand in the way of us moving forward and stepping into this aspect of our journey. Now, this is something that um, I believe when you're in your creative space, when it's time for you to actually follow your blueprint and to get that that story completed from beginning to end. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the, the blueprint in just a moment, but I wanna get to this. By the time you get to that space, I wholeheartedly believe that that is a sacred space that you should go into with yourself, Yah, or God, however you refer to him. And maybe if you have a spouse, if you have a spouse, the supportive of what it is that you do, or, or maybe one other person that uh, you can maybe bounce ideas and things off of. Now, I, I firmly believe that this is something that each and every one of you listening to this, who are, tr you, you know, you're trying to get to a space of getting that story out. I believe that this is something that you can navigate on your own. And especially by the time someone's finished working with me on their blueprint, there's nothing that you need to ask anybody about. It's all there. <laughs> if you can imagine. I'm something like, what is she talking about? A blueprint? How does that happen? Listen, it is a thing. And it's a very effective thing, <laughs> you know. But for those of you who, you know, yeah, you kind of want to bounce some things off of people. You have to be extremely selective. But here's the thing. You have to have a foundation of understanding, faith, and belief of your own. It's kind of like if you're in college. Uh, I went through this when I was in college, and I know a lot of people have. It's kind of like if you're in college, and uh, maybe you're there because somebody told you that's what you should do. A lot of, <laughs> lot of folks in college are there for that reason. That wasn't the same thing for me, but anyway, I digress from that. Let me just let me just give you, give you my example, all right? So that's like, you're in college, you go into the, the uh, counselor's office, and you're trying to figure out what you think you want to do for your career, all right? Now, there are some folks who kind of have an idea. They've done some research, they've kind of gotten a feel, they've done an assessment with themselves to know, what is it I enjoy doing? What are my strong points? What are my weak points? And so that person is going and sitting in that chair with an idea of who they are. They're looking for a profession that may match up with what they're doing if they haven't decided what that is yet. And then the other person is kind of just like um, a, a deer in headlights and they're going in there because they need to sign up for something because, you know, sophomore year is coming. And yeah, you know, but they have no clue. They're just looking on the counselor to tell them what they should do. All right. So think of what you're trying to do with your story and your book in the same way when we're talking about people, external voices, having some type of input in what it is that you're doing. I'm saying that if you're going to ask for input from people, you should be pretty firm on what you're doing, why you're doing it, why it matters, who you're talking to. All right. If you don't have those things into place, then you're going to be talking to people and instead of them expanding upon what your vision is that you're sharing, you would then be allowing people to shape that vision for you, which could not only change the story, 
but the way people see us and receive us up against who we actually know we are on the inside is two completely and totally different things, usually, you know? So then now, if you're going into a space where you haven't solidified a foundation of belief for yourself, a foundation of what you want your vision to be, um, if you're not clear about who exactly you're talking to and what you want your message to be, then those voices coming in can cause insecurity. It can cause you to want to go from, you go from pulling the trigger and you're ready to, eh, I don't know, maybe I should put this thing off. And you have to come to a space of oneness with your project and what you want to do in good, bad, or indifferent because you know where you want to go and some ideas of how you want to walk through that process. You're not allowing people on the outside to take and muddle and mess up what you had in your head initially. So much so that you start to doubt your process and what it is that you're doing. And so that's something that I think is extremely important to keep in mind, you know, but at the end of the day, as a coach, as a fellow author, as a writer, I think that our superpowers come from being able to trust ourselves. And listen, it's not a comfortable process most of the time, and that's okay. But part of our journey on this planet is gathering the tools to learn how to navigate our anxiety, learn how to navigate our discomfort, learn how to navigate some of the areas when we're feeling vulnerable and insecure and you know, that is a process and it's always a work in process, but I'm sorry, a work in progress. But what is on the other side of it, the way in which we rise and ascend and fly higher and higher, and it's what helps to build the confidence. So the next time you feel a little leery of something, you have the previous time from which you walked into it, you walked through it as opposed to walking around it and asking people to tell you more about your vision, your process, and you than what you would know with your own vision and process for your book, all right, for your manuscript. So that's just a little bit for y'all to marinate on <laughs> when it comes to this. I hope that this content on Second Chances has been helpful for you. That is it for content tonight. If you haven't already, you know what to do. Go to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed so you can follow me. Uh, but Fret not, The Grind to Find is everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. If you're already on uh, Spotify or iTunes or Tune, uh, what, I'm, what am I talking about? It's Apple now, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. All of the apps that there are. I'm talking Pandora. I'm talking iHeartRadio. I'm talking all of them. I can't remember all of them. We're everywhere. Just go into that app on whatever, whichever one you use most, and just search The Grind to Find podcast. Make sure you click that notification bell so that you're updated when I upload fresh episodes humming coming at you, God willing, every Friday. Oh, and apologies to those of you for last week. I got some new stuff going on here, and uh, yeah, it was a rumble in the jungle, honey. There were some technical difficulties, and I would rather miss an upload than to uh, release um, uh, an episode that is not quality for your listening enjoyment. So for those of you that missed the, uh, the episode last week, because there was not one last week, 
my apologies. I owe you one and I got you. I got you covered. So make sure that you're following me so that you can get this. All right? All right. A, in the meantime and between time, understand that it's in you, that story, and it gnaws at you and it won't let you sleep and you keep coming back around to it because it matters. Your journey matters. Your story matters. And it's time for you to go into this week and weekend, go all the way into the coming week, knowing that whatever you have the courage to step up and execute, it is going to be magnificent, no matter what. Always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.